welcome roster wars um we'd literally just finished doing our mock draft and no and as as we were about to close ross had something very important to say and I, we, we didn't quite get it on camera so we'll, we thought we'd do a special emergency broadcast on behalf of ross thank you very much for the time boys uh aaron rogers is a jet he's a jet he's finally a jet like i knew in my heart that it was uh it was going to happen like i didn't have any doubt in my mind but I just can't believe how happy I am that it's actually finally, finally here. I'm, uh, I'm tearing up a bit. Uh, we've finally got a quarterback. The, the whole, the playoff drought is over. We're going to the playoffs. Super I'll call it a Super Bowl guarantee. We'll do a Super Bowl guarantee as well. Don't worry about that. So yeah, that that's us. We're sorted. Get him in here. I didn't care what we gave up. Pick swap in the first. That's fine. Conditional first next year probably. Didn't worry about it. We've got Aaron Rodgers. We've got the offence around them. We've got a good defence as well. And that's it. We're, we're sorted. No, no, not the same old Jets anymore. Not the same old Jets. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to after this, just jumping straight online and seeing what Dan has to say. I reckon, I reckon uh, let's, let's hope Dan's listening to the pod. And if he is, uh, I'm sure he's uh, beating his keyboard right now, telling uh, telling the Jets how they, uh, they, they're taking a, a, a toxic player and, and how it's the end of the Jets. But look, this has been the, the worst kept secret the last couple of weeks. And um, and yeah, like yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised this trade's been done. Um, it's an ex- exciting time. The AFC East is going to be humming. Let's go. The Patriots are the worst team in the AFC East by far now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Times are changing. Um, I'm, just <laughs> looking, I'm just looking back at our, my notes from, from our thing. I don't think it changes our picks too much. So hopefully... Yeah. Hopefully, don't, hopefully, give away any, don't give away any discounts. No, 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 no spoilers. So um, enjoy the podcast that's coming up in just a second, guys. So thank you very much. Speak to you all soon. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Welcome, Roster Wars. This is our now annual uh, mock draft for the NFL draft starting this week. It's been a while. Welcome back, guys. As usual, we've got Ross and Nathan with you today. Um, how you doing, guys? Yeah, Mike. Uh, yeah, good, good to see you. Good, uh, likewise, Ross. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's good to be back. I don't know if uh, I, I just told Mike and, and Ross I, I landed back in London uh, yesterday after being in South Africa, seeing my family for the last sort of three weeks. So it's been nice to be on holiday during RFA, but stressful in the PP. But uh, but no, it's been a good uh, good couple of weeks. What about yourself, Ross? Enjoying the PP and RR, it's a bit more fast paced, so it feels like we've been done for a couple of weeks now. It's uh, we're all kicking back and relaxing, and uh, yeah, head first into draft coverage. It's an exciting time of year, as I, well, as I have no draft picks, it's lovely. This <laughs> is about as much relaxing. much drafting I do for the next two years, like 2025. I've got some next month's draft picks, so I'm making the most of this. You need to win a championship. So. You've sold, sold I, out, sold I out. have pushed quite a lot of chips, if not all the chips in. So there may be some moves to come. You never know. Let's see. <laughs> so obviously the plan tonight is we're going to run through our own mock draft based on the NFL, not the fantasy equivalent. We'll, we'll have a look at that once we realise where these guys have ended up and, and the, the fantasy relevance. Um, so we, we had a little bit of a draw yesterday. 
And first up on the block is Ross with the Carolina Panthers. This is a, this is the easy one. This is the easy one. I feel like we've gone full circle. I think everyone started out with Bryce Young as the, the top quarterback and then we sort of convinced ourselves that he was too small and he wasn't very good and that CJ Stroud was going to go top and I think Anthony Richardson was number one for a while after the combine, but uh, I'm still going to go my number one quarterback and it's Bryce Young. Uh, they definitely need a quarterback. They obviously traded up a lot to get him uh, and I think if they get him, piece them together with maybe some more, a couple more weapons later on in the draft, I think they'll be in a good position, the Panthers, to to, to win a few games in a easy division. Well, he was much, so. he was on my board as number one as well, so that's very helpful. Um, and he, that case, he's the first Crimson Tide player at 101 since 1948. That's, that's, They've not got many good players, do they? No, no. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think people got concerned about his size and then came back to it. So I think it, it makes sense that he's probably the number one pick. And the fact that, the fact that Carolina had traded up to get him, I think that, that shows that they had a lot of commitment for him. So Obviously, like... That, that, that's assuming they're trading up to take him. I think. I think obviously there 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 are a lot of quality quarterbacks, or at least speculatively, there are a lot of quality quarterbacks. I think I tend to use quite a bit of sort of the PFF ranking stuff, and um, and they were by far. I think Bryce Young has been ranked by far the, the first quarterback according to their rankings. So it will be interesting. It's just I think obviously the biggest question mark is size, and I think the only really small quarterback that that has done something recently as someone like Kyler Murray and even he's starting to struggle now and and he has obviously pace on his side. I think two is, is a bit more of a reality check with with sort of the concussions and and I think they will they will have to. Um they'll have to protect him and, and look after him if, if he's to if he's to have a successful career in the NFL. That's my opinion of of Bryce Young. But the talent is there and and I think um his time and, and the way he sort of uh, recognises the scheme is, is 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 pretty high, but I don't know. That's I'm assuming your thoughts as well, Ross. Yeah, he's he's just a playmaker. Um, I think that the height concerns for me. I've I've also came full circle on that. And um, like, if he was good enough to play at Alabama, like and win the Heisman at that height, he's already sort of beating the odds. So it's it's not as if he's just came out of high school and going straight to the NFL, and we've not seen him prove it at like a high level, he has proved beating the odds already at his height and weight to be uh, such a great quarterback in college um, and he's, and I, I feel like he can um, do the same in, in the NFL maybe not to the same heights as we've seen Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow in recent years but um, I think he'll be a good quarterback for uh, a number of years and again obviously if he can stay healthy. Yeah mobility is obviously key for him but he obviously it'll be whether or not he can take the hits at this level on a constant basis. I guess at college he's not been touched so much, but it's like Aaron Donald's of the world raining down you. I said it's a slightly different hit than some of the other guys at college. So, okay, cool. That was number one. Uh, next on the block, Nathan. Yeah, Texans. so, yeah, I'm taking obviously the one or two for the Texans. Um, I briefly spoke to you, Mike and Ross, before we sort of jumped online that I think if, it, I, I strongly believe if anyone is to make a move for someone like Trey Lance, I do think it might be the Texans. I do think they, they with DeMarco Ryan, they do have a relationship with him. So I think that if they don't make a move for Trey Lance, or sorry, if they do make a move for Trey Lance, they do look at one of the defensive positions. However, assuming there aren't any trades, I'm going to stay what I think is relatively safe. And I'm going to go with CJ Stroud as, at the 102. Um, obviously, there was recent um, sort of 
documentation that came out, I think that was leaked with regards to some of the recognition of certain quarterbacks and sort of how they uh, they pick up sort of schemes. Um, I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but... S2 I, I, test. Yeah, the S2 test, exactly. Ross, tell, tell me more about this S2 test that CJ Stroud was actually so weak on. It's another uh, bill of goods that we've been sold that this this is the one factor that can determine how good our quarterback is going to be in the NFL. But it's really strange because it's like only half the teams in the NFL actually pay for this test. They're like restricting the supply. So it's I think they're being leaked uh, for like ulterior motives. So I, I don't believe it whatsoever, to be honest. Um, I should, I should the Patriots just copy someone else's, right? The fact you should do a page, yeah, just copy someone else's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheaters, cheaters, yeah. Um, I did so, yeah, forget to say I'm, earlier I on, by the way. I did forget to say, we are working on no trades. We're just working as as the list stands today. So, I mean, I, I think, like you said, I think there's still some bits to be done in the next couple of days before the draft starts. We may see some movement. So, sorry, I just forgot to mention that earlier. That's fine, yeah. But the in terms of what CJ Stroud does on the field, I, I really like him. Um, the one thing I have concern with is he's uh, under pressure because he hasn't really had to work under pressure um, at college behind that big O-line for Ohio State, thrown to five uh, brilliant wide receivers. So I'll be anxious to see, especially if he goes to Houston, who doesn't really have that great wide receivers, how he gets on. Um, but yeah, I, I I believe he's going to be the second overall pick as well. I like that pick, mate. I think I'd agree with that as well. I mean, for, for the, the bit of tape I've seen, he doesn't use his legs so much, but may, that may be because he hasn't had to get yeah. out, get wide, get loose because of the O-line at, at, at Ohio. So um, he's well, six foot three. So he's, he's a he's a bigger unit. So his vision's pretty good as well, I guess, over most of the, the linemen. So perhaps that's why he's not been as mobile. I guess we'll see if he is. But as you say, there's not many targets currently. So that may change in the course of the draft. But with Cook's gone, it's an interesting whether they want to take someone more mobile to, to use their legs or not. So, um, me, next, on the Cardinals. Uh, I've gone for Will Anderson. I think they've got so many holes to fill. They've got Kyler Murray, who's not fit, and they've got a new regime coming in. We may see a few big names, even Kyler Murray departing in months and weeks to come. Um, but I think I think they just take the best player off the board on that of this basis, Will Anderson. I think he's, he's for me, probably the, the number one pick at the moment. Um, and they may even be tempted to trade back a little bit. If they're not going to take, yeah, they can sell out to someone who is more quarterback hungry, um, who may want to come back, you know, the Titans or someone like might want to come forward. But I think he's got he's got the talent to sort of fit in quite quickly in the Cardinals. They've lost some key defensive players, <clears throat> so maybe he, yeah, he'll be plug in and play and and run with that. I don't know how you guys see that. Yeah, they need a lot of talent, don't they, Cardinals? I think they're one of the worst rosters in the NFL, if not the worst. So just getting the most talented player in the draft for me is a, is a good pick. Like you said, in the real draft, they're probably looking to trade back and acquire more assets because they're so talent poor everywhere. And they're definitely sort of punting this season and trying to get a quarterback next year. But um, it wouldn't be a bad pick to pick Will Anderson. He's not going to win them many games, so they can still tank and still get a great player on defence. Yeah, and they, and they can hopefully sit Kyler Murray a little bit longer, uh, get him fitter, and then get, give Colt, Colt McCoy a full season under centre. Yeah, get that trade value up for Kyler. Get him healthy, get that trade <laughs> value up, ready for 2024. There you go. There you go, the Saints after that. Yeah. <laughs> right, so next on the block, we have the Colts. And Ross, 
it feels pretty pretty chalk this draft. So we're not doing anything exciting. The excitement's still to come. And I don't mm. think I'm going to continue um give you any more excitement. I'm going to go for Will Levis. Um, I think this is like a nailed-on coach pick for the last like three months. I feel like he's a very coachy player. I don't really know why, but I think even if they trade up to three for him, they're stuck they're even if they put up to three, they're still going to pick Will Levis. Even if CJ Stroud falls, they may still even pick Will Levis. But I think he's he's very he's a bit of a projection, and he di- he didn't get better as uh, college went on. He was better in his twenty twenty one season and twenty twenty two. So that and there's a bit of accuracy issues there. But comes into the Colts and it's a relatively good situation for how high they're picking. Like they've got a couple of good um, targets there. They've got a good running game with Jonathan Taylor. So. Uh, and the, the coaching seems to be okay. They've got a proven track record of developing QBs. So, um, yeah, this is a this is another one where very raw, very big projection. But we'll see we'll see what he can how he can develop. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I think I think in terms of quarterback, if <clears throat> if 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 they if they don't make a move to try and get further up in, in the draft, I think. They will end up seeing Will Levis there at, at the 104. And I think, yeah, he, he makes the most sense. They are very QB needy. Um, what I think they've got Gardner Minshew as their current number one. Maybe him and Nick Foles. I, I'm sure certain people would love to see uh, a season of Gardner Minshew in the center. But but I think Will Levis is there is is the is the pick there. He's obviously got a bit of a cannon on him. Um yeah, th- there's upside. And I think um Six foot four, he ticks quite a few boxes there for 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 the Colts, and 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 that does probably make the most sense, in my opinion, as well. I went slightly rogue on my predictions. I actually thought Anthony Richardson might be taken by the Colts because he gives him a slightly bit more dimension with his, with his athleticism. But I can see what well, yeah, we'll we'll never say yeah, he, he ticks a box. The Colts need a quarterback, quarterback for the future. Um, they've got some good offensive pieces. They've got some good wide receivers to for him to work with as well, and some knowledge in, in the. QB room, uh, where you know, Foles and Minshew will be helping it along, I guess, as well. So, obviously, they're fully aware they're not the future of that franchise at QB. So, sound pick, good, right? Okay, so Seahawks and Nathan, yeah. So, I think this would be, yeah, this was a little bit trickier for me because I feel once those three quarterbacks go off the table, it, it could sort of it could go either way now when we're getting into this draft because I could very well see the Seahawks going QB4 and taking Anthony Richardson and sitting behind Gino. But but the fact that they've paid Gino, uh, there was a bit more of a feel-good factor in Seattle. Um, they hit incredibly last season with um, with their draft. They were, they were superb. I think Charles Cross sort of at tackle was, was pretty impressive. But to just go with Mafe, to go with Kenneth Walker, uh, Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen, um, all these guys uh, were very successful in their rookie season. It was one of the better rookie uh, drafts that we saw from 2022 um i think this player in my opinion outside of maybe b john robinson is probably the best player in terms of their position i'm going to go with jalen carter i don't think i'm going to let him get any further because i think 
although there's a lot of question marks surrounding him, um, obviously sort of uh, personality-wise, the involvement sort of in that in that terrible accident whilst he was at college, I think beforehand he had also a few disciplinary issues. Um, he put on quite a bit of weight. He didn't complete half his thing. So there, there, there are a lot of big question marks, but I think he's a freak. I think he's an absolute machine. Um, I think he will make that, that, that defense there in Seattle it's obviously, with Bobby Wagner back in town as well, I think the Seahawks are going to be quite a scary, uh, a scary team on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so that's why I just thought to add Jalen Carter to keep keep hyping that and get the Legion of, of Boom back. Yeah. Okay. I I I, I don't know. Also, I think maybe with um, the management there, he there's an old school regime in there, so maybe that that'll get him bumping along. Like, Way that people have been talking about Dan Campbell with him as well, so maybe, maybe Pete uh, Pete Carroll's got a bit more authority on him to to keep him in his little niche. But it has been some red flags about his just general. Does he love the game? Is he just there yeah. to make some money? So, um, yeah, interesting. Pete. I had someone slightly different on mine, which will I've now got a three thinks on my picks later on. But that's not the problem here. It's my problem for later. Um, yeah, okay, cool. I get that. He he's a He's a big, powerful defender, and he will, he will, he will, you know, hassle defenders going forwards if he if he gets his mind in the right spot. So I, I think that's a sound pick for the Seahawks. So, Ross, do you do you agree with Mike? Yeah, I've uh, I think he's a nailed on Seahawk if if the board falls this way for me anyway, unless they do something spicy and take Anthony Richardson. But I think, like you said, the culture's good in there to to for him to integrate pretty well. Uh, the Seahawks are normally like one of the teams that do the spicy picks and pick players out of nowhere, like LJ Collier or even Jordan Brooks was a wild pick. But they're picking too high for that to happen, and they're just going to pick like the most talented defensive lineman, I think, whether that's Anderson or Carter or whoever falls. Um, and yeah, that I really like this pick, and I think I've, I've got I've got um to go here as well if the board falls this way. Very powerful, great talent. Uh, and he can fit in well with the Seahawks culture. Makes sense. And I think, yeah, I think Pete Carroll, like I said, will shape him into being a professional athlete, which would be interesting. So, right. So, me and the Lions. I didn't have Carter here, actually. So, I just, 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 I actually gone for Luke, Lucas Van Ness. I think it's, it's pairing here with Hutchinson on the line, I think that would be a, that'd be quite a powerful, you know, rushing offense, uh, defense, sorry. Um, I think him, him, him and Hutchison will be gel quite well. He, his skill set looks good. I may have taken him a little bit high here compared to other people's boards, but I just think I think he's he will suit from what I've read as well. His his work ethic and stuff suits what Campbell sort of looks for in players. So, um, I was I was thinking Carter uh, originally, but I ended up passing him anyway for Lucas Van Ness on the basis I just thought the character of the guy actually puts him probably slightly above the skill set of, of some of the others there. Yeah, I think he's the, the Lions are definitely going to address um, the defensive line, whether that's interior or edge rusher. And Van Ness can do a bit of both. Like, he is versatile enough. Like, he started his career as an interior guy, uh, and he's he's got the speed to power at the moment, um, although he wasn't a full-time player. But I think he, he like I said, he will be... a. Uh, something that Dan Campbell looks for because he's got a really high motor and like work ethic. He mm. doesn't doesn't stop until the play ends. So uh, I can see the fit in Detroit. Like I said, I'd maybe be thinking more with their second pick than their first pick, but that's me personally. And there has been buzz for Van Ness like all throughout the first round. So on draft night, it'd be interesting to see where he does go. Um, 
But yeah, I can't really put my finger on where he's going to fit. Um, like this high, or is it going to be later in the first round? But I think I, it's, I, um, I, it's a I good fit my, in Detroit. I moved my board around quite a bit before I could really settle on where where I wanted to go. I just thought he just he kind of fitted into that box that Dan Campbell likes as a player. So, um, look, I, I I think it's quite difficult because I I think I think this edge class is very. Uh, is is quite deep, but it's also it's also quite top heavy, and 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 I know that sounds quite contradictory, but I think the top sort of six seven guys are all very 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 capable of being elite edge rushers. Um, but what I mean is is uh, is I think the guys even outside the top seven are still competitive. So there is good depth. I just think there's elite uh, at the top end, and I think some other guys that are still left on the board here, um, in my opinion, could be, could well be as good if not better than Luke Finesse. I find him quite. Uh, quite one-dimensional in terms of his bull rush. He's just an absolute beast of a human, and he just tries to plow through. And and I think going up against some of these ginormous beings that sort of tackle could be a bit different to to to, to running up against guys in college. But nonetheless, he is an absolute physical machine. And I think if there's anyone that sort of can coach that into him, it's obviously someone like Dan Campbell that could could well get the best out of him. Okay, right. So not not. Not unanimous-ish, but not too bad. Right, okay. I, I don't think there's going to be many unanimous picks going <laughs> forward. Like it is, it does get a bit uh, pick your poison. Like, yes. what, what do you fancy? So don't worry yeah, too yeah. much about that. No, no, no. That's all right. I'm just just keeping track of it. So next up, uh, Ross heading to the Raiders at number seven. Now I've I've had them picking this player. Like I do mock drafts like every single day because I'm a weirdo and I've got nothing better to do in my time. <laughs> I should be working, but I'm not doing mock drafts. Um, but I picked this player like every single time for the, the Raiders, it seems. And then I've just started thinking about maybe they don't do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm taking Anthony Richardson. They've got Jimmy G. He's there now, or maybe for the first six games before he gets hurt. But Anthony Richardson can sit a year, um, sit however long he wants, and then make an impact in two, year two, year three. Um, he's... His athletic ability is unmatched. It's so good, and he's that means he's gonna he's gonna be competent enough um, when he actually gets on the field, and that can sort of buy him time for his arm and his accuracy to to catch up with him. So uh, I like this pick to the Raiders because I feel like they've got someone in place already, and he can maybe sit, so he doesn't need to play year one. Yeah, I mean, yes, I, mean, I was going to say earlier on actually. It, other people have got similar thoughts to you about also because Jimmy, Jimmy G's injury history is not particularly great as well. So bringing someone yeah. in that's that can learn and grow behind him for the first twenty minutes of the season before he goes down with a broken foot, um, it's it's kind of I think I think it's I had a slightly different way on it. I, I mean I think they, they they need something they need some sort of corner help as well. So I was thinking more down that line of things, but it, it does make sense to have while you're at seven to pick a guy you think could be the guy that leads for the next 10 years once Jimmy G's taught them to move through the progress. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I can't, I can't argue against it. But no, I can't see... There's I can't, so I, many ways they can go. Like, yeah. you know, their defence was so bad last year, so bad, and it feels a bit bad picking a quarterback when they've got so many holes on defence and their offensive line. But yeah, I, I can see them uh, doing this and sorting their future out and then trying to fill in the other holes as they go. I mean, they've got some some good talent on offense as well, right? I mean, obviously they have traded away Darren Waller, but yeah. they've, they've got some good receivers there to to work on as well. So I guess that going forwards, if okay, picking at seven, it's a it's a 
big investment, but you got the you got the option for the fifth year as well to see the progression work. So, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that happening. Nathan, yeah, probably or, the or, same. In fact, dirty Nate as you are now. Yeah, yeah, I won't. Uh, I don't want to get told up again by by, by Carla. Um, no, it's it's difficult. Like I think, as you say, I think. I think the Raiders might be a team that 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 go knocking on the door um, for the 103 with the Cardinals trying to move up to get a quarterback uh, in the in in the actual draft, and I think they will look at quarterback and Anthony Richardson. To me, in that scenario, Anthony Richardson is actually their dream player to fall as the fourth quarterback because they do want a bridge. They, they've got Jimmy G in town. If they if they end up with Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, uh, it's in a hypothetical hypothetically speaking they'll be under serious pressure to start him um whereas i think with anthony richardson at least there is a bit of time for transition where he can like, get up to speed and sit behind someone like jimmy g who 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 we who can see as it ticks a lot of boxes in terms of um being a great sort of person to learn from and and develop and look anthony he's an exciting player uh, again another uh physical freak and i think there are a lot of them this this draft and i think there are a lot of big physical players in a lot of physical positions and and um and I think it's gonna come down to whether or not that translates and whether or not they can kind of come out and perform. But um I do think I do, I, I, I can't fault the anti Richardson at, at uh, one oh seven. Well I guess was been a been a bit of a dual threat quarterback. That's like yeah. McDaniel McDaniel likes to scheme up some 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 random things when he was at New England, right? So I guess we may see him sort of be a bit of quarterback more of a quarterback whisperer and and, and bringing that side out of him as well. So, so, so Jimmy G's not really got the ability to to to, to run like that. So interesting way forwards. Okay, right. So Falcons, Nathan at number eight. Yeah, so this is a bit tough for me, just sort of in my mind working through options here. I think uh, I think that the Falcons are desperate for a quarterback first and foremost. Um, but with those four quarterbacks off the table at that position, I think, again, the Falcons... The Falcons and the Raiders will be uh, really playing a proper sort of poker game um, if if any of them are to move up to the 103, to, to move up to take that, that Cardinals pick. Um, because I think they both realise that they're the, they're the sitting ducks there with with, with the four uh, elite quarterback. Um, look, they, Kyle Pitts hopefully comes back quite fit, I think, on the offence side. Um, losing Calvin Ridley, I think they they could do it with a receiver, but I just don't think this is the, the this is the year to go receiver this early in the draft. So I'm going to play, in my opinion, what is a safer uh, pick here. Um, I'm going to go with with Christian Gonzalez at quarterback. Um, I'm a big fan of Christian Go Gonzalez out of um, Oregon. Um, he had a very 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 good uh, um, year in 2022 college wise. Um, I think he's got a bit of X factor and I do think they need a bit more help on the defensive side of things. Look, there are a lot of holes to fill in and I think this is going to be a bit of a slower rebuild here in Atlanta. Um, but I, I think Christian Gonzalez is, is, can be an elite talent uh, in the secondary. Yeah, I, I like, I think he's, he, for me, he's probably one of the top corner, one of the top two corners in this year's draft with, with, with a spoon, I think. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think there's there's so many holes in the Falcons. You could name one of any of the positions and put and slot, you know, the best slot best guy from that that um position in there. Um I've seen a lot of talk about Rob, uh, BJ and Robinson going in here. Um I just think that's he's the best he, at this point he's probably the best player on the ball that everyone's talking about for fantasy purposes, whatever else. But 
I just don't know if that's the wisest move from the Falcons in a in a rebuild where they need players all over the place. So yeah, yeah, putting your, your corner for the next seven, eight years in there, lock that away. Then we'll, we'll you know with the, look later in the draft for some of the other skill positions maybe. Yeah, like you said, like a lot of holes. So they'll maybe just take their best available player and uh, on defense maybe. And Gonzalez is um, like the most athletic corner in the class. He's he's so so fluid. He's a great mover and he's got decent size. And he, they've got a decent. They're building a decent um, sort of defensive backroom there. AJ Terrell's a stud. They've just brought in Jesse Bates and Richie Grant's a good safety as well. So Gonzalez in there and it's starting to look pretty good on the yeah. the, the back end. Then they just need some pass rush and then the defense is uh, much improved. Yeah, I, I was quite tempted to look at sort of on the edge and sort of in the defensive line, but they've brought in quite a few notable veterans. I think Calais Campbell's there now. Um, I think they, I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if Dante Campbell, uh, Dante Fowler's still there. Um, I'm not sure, but they've got uh, Caden Ellis brought in. He's sort of like a linebacker, edge linebacker. hybrid, uh, uh, on your matter to, to rush from the inside as well, so... Yeah, so yeah, I, I feel they, that Lorenzo Carter. Well. Yeah, so I, I just felt that yeah, there were a lot of holes, but I I, I felt I'd, I'd take the, in my opinion, the best sort of position uh, player in the position at that at that pick. Okay, okay, understood. Right, where are we? Uh, most important pick of the draft. Easy, not. Um, right, so the Bears at number nine. Me. Again, there's there's offense and defensive issues on the line so i think i think the way that El elberfuss's brain works i think you're going to look at defense before he puts another o I think he'll look he'll look at taking o-lineman later in the draft right I mean, polls so trade last year he'll try and source some of the o-linemen at the fourth fifth sixth round picks um i think on that basis i'm going to go tyree wilson on the edge we, we, we lost Queen, we lost a few other, other big defensive players last year. So the players come obviously signed some new new linebackers in the free agency. I think I think, you know, he's he's a good run stopper. He's powerful. Um I think that helps defensively get get like you say, the Falcons as well. Get the defense up and running first. We've got some good off his pieces anyway. Um we've got some second year O linemen who seemed to play above themselves last year from what I thought they would achieve. So I think, yeah, Tyree Wilson for me is gonna be my pick at number nine. He's just a massive human being, isn't he? He's got very long arms as well, so he uses them well um, when he's power rushing as well. So I think he's a, he could have a very high ceiling as well, so you, you could you could be sorted um, at edge rusher for a while with, with Tyree Wilson. Um, personally, I'm a bit down on him, but again, I'm not an NFL coach, so I don't know what yeah, traits... Not nor am I. Um, <laughs> what traits can you teach? You, I, I know for certain you can't teach how big and strong and long yeah. he is. So yeah, that's a, that's a, a big ones for me that you need at, at, at Russia. Yeah, I, I I agree with Ross. I think what, six foot six, 270 pounds. And, and he's also slightly, he's a, I think he's one of the older um, guys sort of coming out of the class. I think he's sort of nearly 23 years old as well. And, um, and I think that sort of, well, the defensive position, I actually think that sort of works in his favour. And again, he's he's getting coached by one of the one of the better defensive minds as well, in my opinion. So, yeah, I, I like the pick. Again, there, there are lots of good uh, edges and defensive linemen, in my opinion, sort of falling here. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, when they get picked. Yeah, yeah. As we said earlier on, there's so many 
bits of the coaching we don't understand that they see slightly different to how we see it. So we see what the panelists and what what the what you sort of read in the mock drafts and stuff. So um, I'm sure they don't all give all their information away as well. I'm sure there's some, some little tidbits that these guys come out with that that we don't know about. So um, right, okay, moving on to the Eagles at number ten. They're from the Saints and uh, Ross. So there are a few, a couple of directions that I could go in here. I was thinking offensive line, and they've got Lane Johnson, who's getting older and maybe retiring soon. Uh, they, they obviously lost um, Sayamalo to free agency as well. So um, a tackle who can maybe fill in at guard. I was thinking one guy in particular, but I'm actually going to go with a cornerback. Um, they just signed Slay and they just signed Bradbury, but Slay's 32, Bradbury's 29. And I'm going to pick Devin Witherspoon. Um, he can start actually in the slot, so he might get on the field straight away. Um, but if not, no worries. He can he can sit a year, just like Jordan Davis last year. The, the Eagles are really good at sort of drafting a year in advance uh, and not feeling pressure to get the rookies on the field straight away. So Witherspoon can come in and he can either play in the slot because he's um, he's got the good attitude and he's got the 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 hitting ability to play near the line of scrimmage. Um, so yeah. I think that's a really good fit for me, uh, and I'm glad that he he made it here to to ten. Yeah, he's a very competitive yeah. player, so I think he will suit the sort of Eagles mentality of of, of fighting for everything. Uh, like I said, they lost lost a lot of players last year well, in free agency this year as well. So, um, got some and obviously learning off the experienced players like Bradbury as well will actually help him come on a little bit as well. So that's quite it's quite it's quite a good pick. Yeah, look, I think, um, again, sort of using sort of PFF as sort of uh, one of the, the stats things that I tend to use, they they, they were pretty highly complimentary of him and said uh, this last season of his in 2022 is one of the best ranked um, for a corner that they'd seen. Look, he's, he's a little bit on the small side, sort of 180 pounds, but as you say, that he doesn't need to sort of go straight in. Um, you've got some of those experienced corners. They obviously lost uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson as well because um, he went to the line. So we could well see him get thrown in from day one as a starter. And uh, and I'm sure the points that they'll be putting up, uh, that Eagles offense, I'm, I'm sure uh, the secondary will get uh, pestered, um, but hopefully uh, under pressure as well. So there will be opportunities to make plays. Um, but yeah, I, I like that pick, um, uh, Devin Witherspoon. Good, good. Okay, right. Moving on to the Titans and Nathan. Yeah, well, again, the Titans are, are in a worrying position, in my opinion, as a franchise. I think last year's sort of fall from grace was was quite disappointing. Um, you've got sort of Maria Surgeon Jags. Um, again, they're very lucky they're in the AFC South. It's uh, probably uh, the now weakest division in the league, assuming the NFC South is better than, uh, than it was last year. But um, either way, the South is just an absolute uh, mess at the moment. Um, but in terms of their picks, obviously with Rabel on the coaching side, again, they've got lots of holes, but a player like Peter Skoronsky, I think, is, is is one of the elite offensive linemen in this in this draft, and and I think he can't fall much further than here, and I think they do need to start protecting Tannehill, or maybe they go with Malik Willis, or again, the Titans were also in, in the mix for someone like Trey Lance. I think they need to sort out that offensive line, um, so I will go with Peter Skoronsky uh, to the Titans at the one eleven. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Like you said, they've got a few holes. Um, obviously, there's rumours about Henry and Tannehill being shut around in the league at the moment. So, obviously, this may change the second we put this out tomorrow. They'll probably find us before, before trade's gone around. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think you're right. I think, yeah, 
help helping out even if it's if it's not Tannehill, if it's if it's a another young QB that comes in or whatever or or, or someone else that you know Trey Lance for example, they want to they yeah. want to protect protect him. So yeah, it makes sense. Um, I had him down as yeah, one of my top offensive linemen on, on offensive players um, on the line going forwards, and I actually looked at him for the for the Bears as well. So, um, Ross, anything on that at all? Or yeah, I, well, I think a lot of people are uh, thinking the Titans can use a, a, a receiver or something like that, but I don't see that happening. I think they're going to go offensive line or defensive line. Like they want those big guys, the big maulers, the the, the trench players. And Skaronski is like the, the most talented that's left. I think um, he can fill in all along the offensive line and um, do a job. So, uh, yeah, I think he was he was considered for me at 10. I'm sure, Mike, you're thinking about him at nine as well. So, uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if he makes it this far in the NFL draft. Um, but good player. Yeah, okay, good. Right. Um, me, Texans at 12. So we've got a quarterback now. Needs someone to throw to. JSN, I think, is the guy they, they'll take here. Um, again, they've got lots of holes, but you, there's no point having a quarterback if you're throwing to nobody. Um, so yeah, I think that's for me. That's that's they've taken the QB, they need some targets. Cook's gone, it, it seems a natural guy to bring in another, you know, wide receiver for him. Um, I think the fact you if you're taking Stroud at two, taking his receiver with him makes sense as well. Um, as it's sort of shown at the, at the Bengals. Bring your wide receiver with you. Have some great years. So that's my my view on that one. Yeah, yeah I... this. this is a great pick. Sorry, it's a great pick. Like uh, matching uh, JSN up with CJ Stroud. JSN is my top receiver as well. Like he, he's so shifty. So rookie quarterback to find them and Obviously, the as a wide receiver room and desperate talent, and he he certainly brings. Yeah, I, I I I tend to agree. I think look, you've they've obviously acquired uh, Dalton Schultz, and uh, and I think between Dalton Schultz and 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 JSN sort of running over the slot and sort of in the middle, I think it will help someone like um like uh, a rookie quarterback at CJ Stroud to sort of find sort of uh, straights on sort of targets. Whereas uh, I I think you can tend to find pitch burners and, and really quick outside men uh, later on or sort of uh, even through free agency. So, uh, yeah, I, I like both picks for uh, uh, for um, the Texans. And, yeah, look, it'll be interesting because I, I think defensively they also have a lot of question marks. So it'll, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting whether they sort of rectify the offense or the defense first. But, yeah, I, I like that pick. Jason, good player. Right, right okay. Uh, moving on to... Oh no, it's just not the next pick. Uh, Jets. I mean, Ross. Yeah, it's me taking the Jets, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of glad you picked JSN because I would be too tempted to pick him. Um, here for he's, the Jets. He's not. He's but not on I'm the shopping go, list. He's not on the shopping list. I know. Well, I'm. You're going to force me to go sensible. I'm going to pick a, an offensive tackle, and the one of the top ones on the board still remaining, Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. Now, I think. Obviously, I think I think it's underrated that we won't go offensive tackle. Everyone's plugging it in straight away that we desperately need one. But I don't think we desperately need one. We've got Dwayne Brown, we've got Mackay Beckton, maybe Max Mitchell as starters. So there's not a desperate need. But we do need one to address it um, for the years going forward. And what Johnson gives you is a bit of versatility as well. Uh, we had a lot of injuries last year on the offensive line. And I think the versatility of someone like Elijah Vera Tucker was really important before a couple of games before he got injured as well. But 
Johnson started his, or he played the right guard, and then last year he played left tackle. He's just a, a big human being who's got a really high ceiling, uh, and I think uh, he'll fit in well with the Jets. And it's also important to keep Wilson upright, so that's very important as well. Tim yeah. Boyle. Keep Tim <laughs> Boyle up. Oh, yeah. Look, Mike, I would... Mike White's gone now, so you're in trouble. Yeah, I, th- I, I, th- I think uh, come Thursday evening uh, when when the draft sort of kicks off, I'm telling you this is going to be the Green Bay Packers on on the block at one fourteen, and Aaron Rodgers is and Aaron Rodgers is going to be uh, uh, in in uh, in New York. But uh, let's see, let's see, and then we'll see them. They'll they'll finally take a wide receiver and really stick one up uh, up Aaron Rodgers. I, well, yeah, I, I can I can always guarantee this. A bit, a bit like the uh, Seahawks last year, right? I want a lot of uh, Russell Wilson. What Lyman? What Lyman? No, no, no. Sell him. <laughs> oh, look, we've drafted Lyman just to really annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> right, so um, what's the next? Patriots, Nathan. Yeah, so I think this is difficult because I've still got two or I'm going edge rusher here and, and, and there are two guys I really, really like. So I'm hoping I can take the one here and I'm hoping the next one falls to me late in the draft. But I really like Nolan Smith. I'm taking Nolan Smith. I'm taking the Georgian man. He's explosive. He's quick. He's sharp. He tore up the the, the combine. He's still very young. Um, yeah, he, he's... I I, th- I think he's the the right pick here. I, th- I think the Patriots need to sort out that defense as well. I think Big Bill wants to sort of make plays there. Look, the the offense is pretty stationary at the moment, and it's not too exciting. But um, I think Big Bill he wins championships with his defense, and they need to keep up. They need to start putting pressure on those uh, AFC uh, East quarterbacks. He needs to uh, keep uh, keep in the back of Tua's mind, and he needs to find something to sort of counter what's happening in Buffalo. So, yeah, I I like Nolan Smith, and and I'll be surprised if he falls this this fall. So we were just attacked, cyber attacked by someone called Tyler trying to do an advertisement there. So uh, we're now back. We've got rid of the cyber attack from Tyler and his adverts. So Nathan, please continue or start again with uh, number 14. Yeah, so pick one 14 Patriots. Um, I'm going to go here with uh, Nolan Smith. I, I feel um, I feel he's, he's one of the more... Uh, upside, big upside uh, defensive players in this draft this year. He's obviously coming out of one of the best uh, programs in Georgia. Um, he absolutely smashed the combine in Indy in the off season, and uh, and I think he he's got a lot of upside. He's 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 not the uh, the tallest necessarily, but he's the quickest. He's explosive, um, and I think he he'll he'll be a good player under Big Bill. I think uh, Big Bill will get the best out of him. I think Big Bill likes building. Uh, solid defenses, and I think in order to to stay in this AFC East race, uh, he needs to do something and stop the quarterbacks that he's up against twice a season. And the only way to do that is putting these guys under uh, under a bit more pressure. So I like Nolan Smith here. I think the the Patriots have got a lot of a lot of question marks, a lot of holes, but um, I do think that uh, Nolan Smith has has the right upside uh, for me to 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 go here at the one fourteen. Yeah, I think he's a, he's a good. Run and pass stopper. Um, he's very athletic. I think he, he also, from, from what I can, from what I can read, he's, he's quite a good leader as well. And I think Belichick likes leaders on the field, right? So, someone like that will be a a good asset to to the way he runs things. Um, I think a lot a lot of people may have thought he might go offense a little bit here, but 
their their first round picks for offensive players is not great. So I think they'll uh, they'll like you said stick to the defensive side of the ball. Ross, yeah, I, I'd be uh, betraying my boy Corbin if I didn't mention his Raz score here. So Noah <laughs> Smith, he's an uber athlete. He's got a nine point two three Raz score relative athletic score. So yeah, he's got all the upside because of that athleticism, but he's got the high floor because of his uh, run defense and his strength despite his small frame. So uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good player. And I expect him to be picked uh, here or even even higher in the real NFL draft. I'm just looking at some of his combine results. Yeah, 4.39 for the 40-yard dash, 10 for 8 on the broad jump, 41-5 on the vertical jump. He's, he's, a, he's a big athlete, right? So he's... he's Insane. Yeah. I, yeah. He's a, he's a kind of guy that, yeah, Belichick will keep for a couple of years, then just ping off somewhere, pick up a second rounder and start again and it, recycle players around. But yeah, I think if he... If he yeah, why not? I, said, I think it's a, a good, solid pick by by the Patriots there. Um, right, so me, Green Bay. This is where it's going to really, really annoy someone who's just left to go to New York. Wide receiver. Just to be really annoying and, and send, send it on his way. Um, Quentin Johnson is a guy. Well, I, I told him my O-line, but I think I think they'll they'll go to give him more options to, to pass to. Um, I mean, I also thought about tight end as well, someone like Mayer or Kincaid, but I think Quentin Johnson's a guy that will fit into the, the, the system that um, they've kind of built there already that Love will fit into. I think, obviously, they need to keep protect love but i think the wide receiver is probably a bigger need and it is a bit of a two fingers up to the chap who just said i don't want to play in green bay anymore yeah, the argument is that the argument for packing a wide receiver is that when you had aaron Rodgers, you didn't need to pick wide receivers because he would make the players around him better but now that you've got jordan love who isn't a very good football player you need wide receivers you need playmakers to make him better and yep. i think johnston might be the pick here because he's Green Bay has a lot of thresholds and they like to pick big receivers. They don't pick many small guys. And Johnston is the one of the only sort of premier guys that has um, got, got the size as well. Um, so, yeah, he's um, he's a bit... I go back and forth on Johnston as a player. Um, he's either Kevin White, the bust, or he's going to be um, a decent player. So I go back and forth. So I'm not sure what to expect from... Quentin Johnson, to be honest, I've got, got a Kevin White jersey. We'll, we'll pack for Green Bay. <laughs> I was totally, I was totally, I was totally oh, no. Kevin White. <laughs> yeah, oh. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it is a, it is a dangerous move at some point. Some of these guys that are, you, you're not quite sure. Jason, I think everyone sort of feels he's he's a, he's the guy that's going to be fitting in very nicely. Um, it's a question of how quickly they transition into the NFL. And I think. They've they've got to give Love a chance to to show what he can do. At least you know he sat and learnt behind one of the greatest quarterbacks in in modern, if not all time, history. So um, much of that pains me, pains me to say that. Um, but yeah, I think oh, if, 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 you've got to give it. Well, you know, who are Green Bay? Um, yeah, okay. So I think I think we we're all kind of. You know, I don't, Nathan, do you think it's kind of the guy you'd go for there, or do you think they they go a bit rogue and? I don't know. I, 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 Draft a quarterback. Yeah, I'd, I, I wouldn't <laughs> mind that. Take take a, a Jake Hayner or someone, some left field quarterback. Um, I don't know. I think they, I, I think they've got more issues on on um, on the defensive side of things. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't like. I'm not 
Quinton Johnson's biggest fan. I think he's a first round quarter, first round wide receiver. I don't like the landing spot for him, and I don't like the pick for the Green Bay. But I, I see why it's being made, if that makes sense. Um, it, it, there's, there's, yeah, there's a reason for that pick happening there. Um, even, but I don't necessarily like it. I wouldn't be happy if I was either party, but it, 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 it solves a, solves a, a need. Yeah, and I, th- I think you know. I think, as Ross said, they've been reluctant to sign top top wide receivers because the quarterback's been able to make make plays for them. Yeah. So, giving a bit of help there, I think, it does make sense. So, um, I guess we'll we'll see in, in uh, Thursday night. I guess. Uh, so we have the Washington Commanders and Ross at fourteen. Sorry, not fourteen, sixteen. Lord. 16. There's a screaming need here for the commanders, and I just don't see them leaving round one without getting a cornerback. Um, so I'm going to take uh, Deontay Banks out of Maryland. He's my white uh, cornerback three now, um, above Joey Porter Jr., who's uh, seems to be the consensus CB3. But I like Banks, um, and I think he's a local guy as well so that always seems to go in favour I don't know why but it just seems to be a factor for NFL teams at times um, but I really like him as a player I think he's he fills a massive need like on that defence the defence has got the front seven we all know how good that is in terms of pass rush uh, on the interior as well but th- they need some defensive back help and, and this fills a big need okay so I had him going yeah. a slightly different route with with a tight end on the basis that uh, Benami's history with Kelsey, I thought they might try and bring in a a, a similar type player. But it, I guess it does make sense when putting a, a, a premium corner in there will tip that that side up quite nicely and help out. They've got some good receivers as well on the offensive side. So um, obviously some question marks at who's at quarterback um, at the moment. And obviously still rumours about Lamar Jackson going there as well. So who knows? New owners, yeah, they must it's, it's, splash some cash. Yeah, it's a, it's a good cornerback and a good tight end class. So they might say, we'll get the top tight end here, come back and get corner in the second round or whatever. But yeah, as with that, there's always a few directions these teams hmm. can go. Well, yeah, the corner does make sense. Like I said, the line's good. So why, yeah, get that unit up and running, running and, you know, it, I think it does make sense. And I think, yeah, he's a he's a good player as well, Banks. I think he, he'll fit in nicely to the system. And, and uh, River, Riverboat Ron how long he's got left at the helm that's yet to be seen I guess the new owners yeah. made, made the side of change as well so um, I guess you, you try and build and concede less points to, to the offence to give Howell a bit of a chance and stay off the field a bit more um, or give more chance on the ball um, so yeah that does make sense Nice. Yeah, look, I, I tend to agree. I'm 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 pretty selfishly happy with that pick because I'm the next pick with the Steelers, and you obviously know where I'm going now. But uh, yeah, look, I think uh, Deontay Banks, uh, it, it, he's he's a good player. Like he he was either going this pick or he was going next pick to the Steelers. Um, so yeah, so good pick. Okay, so then that case, moving on to the Steelers. Yeah, sorry, I sort of uh, pushed this uh, conversation to the next. No, no, it's pick, fine, it's fine, Ross. Um, but yeah, so this is. A fairy tale pick for Joey Porter Jr. Um, he's joining his, his dad's franchise. Um, I have him and Deontay Banks neck and neck. I have him not too far below Witherspoon and Gonzalez. I think this is an elite uh, quarter, quarterback class. And I think a lot of these teams 
uh, picking sort of in the second half of the first round will be pretty happy to see these guys fall. And I could well see them actually falling on Thursday night because I can see people scrambling around thinking um, that the cornerbacks will fall and maybe reaching for maybe a Bijan and reaching for maybe another offensive lineman or or something like that or a wide receiver. But yeah, I, I like Joey Porter Jr. I think he's a, he's a great t- talent out of sort of Penn State. Um, ticks a lot of boxes, and I don't know. I'm also weirdly, weird, uh, weirdly romantic, and 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 I like the idea of him going to to the same franchise that his dad uh, became such a legend at as well in in Pittsburgh. Well, you just stole my next pick, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I like him. I think he, 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 again, he's he, that quarterback class is 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 is. Talent heavy, so I, I quite like it. Um, like you said, he's going back home where his dad was a star, and um, uh, I thought, yeah, you know, the Steelers need help in a few places as well. Um, they still need help at wide receiver because I'm not sure A Rob's really the guy to finish off that room, but um, yeah, I can see, I can see why you, yeah, you, you, defensively, they're very strong. TJ, what other big players in there who, who lead that dressing room? So adding someone on like. Joey Porter Jr., who's going to be as influential, I suppose, as well. And like with, with the returning back, it maybe maybe helps him step up a notch as well. So, yeah, good good pick, good solid pick for the Steelers there. Yeah, um, he's he's he's, lo- he's very long and disruptive at the uh, off the snap. So I think if he can get his hands on players, and by the time they're into the route, uh, T.J. Watt's already sacked the quarterback. So yeah, it's a good fit. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I'm next with the Lions. Um, right, it's throwing me out a little bit. I think, I think, I think, I think adding some players onto the O line will help them here as well. Um, they've got some other good picks, you know. They've got one of the best running backs in the league now, uh, with Montgomery. Um, that's all taken care of. Uh, I will go for uh, Broderick Jones, I think. Um, he, he, you know, they he will improve. The defense on, on uh, uh, sorry, the, the offense. He'll 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 build it up at the front there. I think he's never Georgia boy, isn't he? Um, so I think that's quite a strong addition into that into that team. Yeah, he he's an absolute monster. I think he's 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 a great pick. I think I, I don't think there's too much between him and uh, and Paris Johnson, who, who Ross took to the Jets. I think it could have gone either way, really. Um, yeah, look, Georgia's a great facility. Um, he grades very, very highly. One of my favourite sort of uh, descriptions of him is is there uh, on the website here. He's built like a sequoia tree. He's got a very thick lower <laughs> half, um, and he, yeah, he, he's going to be grounded. And I think I think that's the right pick for the Lions. But they obviously took Penesul a couple of years ago, um, so so they're really gearing up here. I think what did we where who did we have them? They took Luke Van Ness. Um, yep. at, at pick number six. So, look, it would have been nicer to pair a tackle and a quarterback, um, but I think bulking up both trenches is great. Um, so I'm, 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 I, I like that pick for for the Lions. Very good. Right. So we shall move on to the Buccaneers and Ross at nineteen. I wasn't expecting that. I just got sniped. Does it get the sniper out again? Um, <laughs> But I think I'm going to stick with tackle. I think it's a, a, a top-heavy tackle class. Um, I'm going to go with Anton Harrison um, out of Oklahoma. He's a left tackle. Um, he's 
he's sort of in the mould of Charles Cross last year and that he's better at pass protection than he is in the run game. Um, and uh, Bucks need a tackle. Kristen Wirth's played at a right tackle and there's talk of him being moved to left tackle. But I think I would personally rather um, draft a left tackle, keep him at right tackle where he's doing a great job yeah. um, and prepare for Caleb Williams next year because they're definitely in 2024 mode. So they'll get someone who can help them next year um, and protect that uh, franchise quarterback. Yeah, because defensively, I think they're, they're lost in the offence as far as the line goes, I think, at the moment. So I think, there's, yeah, it makes more sense to, to to bulk up and put in some... You know, also, I mean, left tackles, you pick you pick a franchise left tackle up, you're, you're, you're set for years. These guys are, are gold dust, right? Yeah. So if he suddenly becomes the next best left tackle, then... You know, they're, they're, they're sort of there for quite some time. So I think that does does make a lot of sense. Um, yeah, look, I, th- I think he's he's quite young coming out of college as well. I think he, he's leaving as a junior as well. But, but he has played a considerable amount of snaps for, for Oklahoma. And I think he might well possibly sit on the sideline maybe for a season or at least learn. Uh, but as Ross says, it's a long-term play there. And, uh, and uh, that Tampa team definitely needs help on the O-line. If Baker Mayfield gets squashed, so be it. He's learning his trade. Oh, well. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> um, right, so... Oh, back to the Seahawks. Yeah, so I obviously had the Seahawks first pick and I went Jaden Carter. I'm almost now, in hindsight, kicking myself retrospectively uh, because there's another great defensive lineman uh, here. Um it's a bit difficult because a lot of the sort of offensive linemen and more the interior defensive linemen have been taken. So uh, if I was the Seahawks here, I'm probably looking at trading out here. Um, But I'm going to spice it up a bit. And I don't think it's a huge need because they do have players in this position already in the squad. Um, But I like him and I think he will add good a good option to Gino for this year, maybe another quarterback. But I'm going to go with Michael Mayer. Um, I'm going to go tight end here to the Seahawks. Um, I was tempted to sort of look at other positions and maybe going guard and and and, and sort of uh, working on that offensive line. But um, Gino's there. I think Gino's a bit of a, a short-term bridge as well for someone else. I like Michael Mayer. He's a, he's a game player. Um, sadly, I'm an owner of Noah Fant in a few fantasy leagues, and it really hasn't really helped me too much. And this is also almost contradictory to my needs in selfish life. But I, I, I like Michael Mayer. I think he's a he's a ball player. He, he makes things happen. And and to have him, and you got Tyler Lockett, and you've got DK Mikov, Um We've obviously helped up their defense. I think Seahawks are, are a sneaky, dangerous team uh, come 2020-23. With Geno's playing at the same level he played last year. Yes, they can. They can. They yeah. can move up. Whether or not they're up to compete with the, you know, the, the last game of the season, we've seen. But I, mean, I like Mar. I think he's he's a he's a good receiver. Uh, Notch Dane boy as well. So obviously he's used to playing in sort of the more cold environments. So someone like Seattle won't won't hurt him too much in comparison to some of the other more southern warmer climates that some of these guys come from. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a good good pick there. I think that's an interesting addition, and also with, with the wide receivers they've got as well, that should be quite a nice. Nice group they've got there as well with DK and um, Tyler Lockett. Um, yeah, gives 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 Gino another another out to, to look at on the on the pass. Yeah, they're, they're um, I think they use a lot of two tight end sets as well, and they get the run game going through that as well. So I think even even though they've got Fan and they've got Will Disley and a few other options, they really do like their tight ends. And Mayer's like a, a high floor player to me. Um, so he'll be a really reliable target to start with, especially in the red zone as well. Yeah, I think also, you know, Disley and, and Fant, they're both solid 
but are they the guys that are the next step yeah. up could 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 may have may have been the guy that takes them into the the Kelsey's, the Kittles, the that kind of level of, of tight end play. Um maybe maybe he's the guy. So um interesting. So next pick is the Miami Dolphins. They picked Tom Brady. Uh let me move to the Chargers at 21. I, I still think Brady's gonna pop up in Miami. They've, they've already wasted a draft pick on him, so why not just give him a salary for a year, eh? Um yeah. <laughs> Uh, especially concussion protocol nowadays. Uh, right, so the Chargers and me at 21. Um, I've had a, I've, 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 I've been toying with BJ and Robinson here for a while. I knew you were thinking that. But I'm also thinking they're going to get another year out of it and they may actually re-sign. So do you invest in the younger younger version? You probably do. Especially this... Uh, the right hub he's getting, the the the, the way the scouts are, uh, you know, he's already, I mean, he's coming off, I mean, been told already that he's coming off blocks at 101 in, 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 in redraft leagues next year. There's the potential, he's, you know, an ADP. Um, I've still been talking around with, that, with a wide receiver there, but I do, I do, the fact you've got to 21 and Bijan's not off the board. I think the Chargers, especially with Eckler looking to, to, to possibly trade away and get big money, you let Eckler walk, or you're trading away for for something that took, you know, the, the second you you second you sign uh, Bijan, you you let Eckler go to, for a second round or something and just clear the salary off. Um, yeah, so Bijan uh, for me, I think he's he's a nice addition to that. You know, the offense gives Herbert. I mean, his patch his pass catching ability at running backs probably equal to Eckler's, I suppose. Yeah, um, obviously yet to be seen at the level, but it certainly looks that way. Almost, almost a like for like replacement. So I think that's, that's yeah. That. Agreed, agreed, Mike. Like I think I think that's spot on. I think he's exactly like for like. Uh, to me, it, to me, it hurts any sort of draft position, any sort of trade position they have with Eckler because if they go ahead and, and draft Bijan Robinson, I, ca I can't imagine any team saying, "Well, uh, we're going to give you a second off Eckler." It probably drops his value down to a fifth because teams can just wait and, and let him see released after a year. But but at the same time, uh, it helps the Chargers. Um, replace someone that was as effective as Eckler. I, th I think I agree with you. I, I don't see Bijan on the board at 21. He's, the, he, yeah, I'd be shocked if he goes anything less than the 21st pick. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think that's a perfect pick. I think that's a great replacement. But there are obviously other areas that uh, all the hype around Bijan being such a great receiver, it sort of helps with any queries about sort of another wide receiver. Just play him at wide receiver if you need to. That's how good yeah. he is. Um, so yeah, I, I like the pick. I can see other other teams trading up to higher points in the draft. If he, if he drops below the first six yeah. or seven, I mean, I, I can see the Bears sitting at nine and just waiting and waiting and waiting to see if someone comes in to try and take Bijan at nine. That's the kind of the kind of player I think he is. You'll, you'll get one of the uh, I'm trying to think who would, who would want to come and get him. Someone like I mean, the Saints maybe want to try and come forward and, and, and get a decent running back for the first time in many years. Um, but yeah, yeah. So you know, Kamara, Kamara might miss some time this year, right? So why not? Why not draft his replacement? You, yeah. And, um. So that's, that's that's kind of how I saw it. To see it from that one. So, um, Baltimore Ravens twenty two. Ross, I'm finding this one tough. Like I, I always seem to pick cornerback for the Ravens, but there's no one I really love here. There's a couple of guys, but I'm not sold on them. And the the guys who seem to have sort of fallen. Um, the top talents. I'm looking at Dalton Kincaid, but they've got too many tight ends right now. So I don't really feel justified doing that. Um, 
wide receiver maybe, but they've got Odell Beckham and the other wide receiver that I'm looking at is a bit too similar. They maybe want a bigger guy. So I'm in a bit too minds here. I'm just going to go with uh, the top edge rusher that's that's left on the board for me, and that's um, Miles Murphy out of oh. Clemson. Um, he, he's a bigger <laughs> sniped again, sniped again. <laughs> he's he, he's a he's a bigger guy. He's he's a really good athlete as well, and he moves really well. So he's they really need someone in there who can sack the quarterback. Odafi always not quite made the leap yet. Um, I think for well, must be Tyus Bowser. I think is still kicking around the roster. Um, so yeah, they desperately need someone who can who go go after the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Great, 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 great pick, Ross. Like yeah, as I said, he was, he, he just stopped me. He was the one that was sort of a toss up uh, with the Patriots uh, when I was thinking sort of Patriots earlier with Nolan Smith. Um, I like Miles Murphy. I was praying as a Saints fan that he would drop all the way down to twenty nine, but that's obviously not going to happen in real life either. But yeah, good pick. I like Miles Murphy. So I, I had a thing in my head, obviously with with the Lamar Jackson situation contract, do they take a plunge on Hendon Hooker at this point? Do they, do they sort of? I, I don't think they do. I, I think they they they, they want to try and sign Lamar. They'll, they'll try and get that across the line. If not, they'll trade it away for first round picks, maybe from some in this draft or the next draft. They'll run with with what they got. I think I think you're right. I think they'll go that way rather than the illogical version of taking a quarterback but i just sort of looking at the board thinking yeah hooker's still there he's he you know do you do that to add pressure to lamar is that you know to help i think they're in a they're trying to make up with lamar at the moment like they've got an obj i think they're sort of trying to kiss and make up and make it all better and all we didn't really mean to to sell you and trade you so yeah i can see them definitely maybe even helping lamar here with an offensive weapon or maybe a lineman but yeah, I I would be very surprised if they went for a quarterback. So we might see Lamar Jackson running with a bit of paper to put his pick in. I pick, I pick. I suppose, yeah, I guess in a way, you know, certain quarterbacks are sort of showing they want more input into how their teams draft for them. So perhaps that's part of Lamar's yeah kiss and make up package. You can have the first pick of our draft this year. But it's good. No. That's a good deal. It's a good deal. Yeah. You take just just a two up two hundred million in the first round pick. <laughs> nice business. Uh, right, so we go to the Vikings and Nathan. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to look at uh, defensive line here. I think um, the Vikings have got a few areas to look at. I'm going to take Elijah Kansi. Um, I like Kansi, although he's one of the smaller sort of uh, interior defensive linemen. I think he's quite explosive. I think he's. He's quite good with his hands. He's quite clever to sort of uh, get through the holes that that he needs to. He might well sort of start uh, outside on the uh, on the defensive line um, because he is slightly on the smaller side. But but I do I do like him and I do think that's a sort of need for Minnesota. I think yeah they they obviously won uh, the NFC North last year. I stand to be corrected, but um, they are sort of rebuilding there. There there are a few other positions I felt like they might have needed maybe linebacker, but um, I just feel Kalaja County at, at, at that sort of pick at sort of 23. That's that's good value for him. Yeah, I think that does make sense. Again, another team flirting with the next generation of quarterback as well. So, yeah. But I think the fact that we've taken off the top four guys straight away in the first, unless they trade up to try and get one, I think yeah, they're, they're, their time has passed as far as that goes. Um, yeah, I mean... I, 
mean, they fairly solid wide receiver. Obviously, they lost Thielen, right? So they may they may look to bring a wide receiver in, but I guess they can do that in round two or three. Um, because Jefferson's the, the main guy there. Um, yeah, I think yeah, what you say, I think that does make does make sense. Keep keeps them ticking over and, and rebuilding on those positions. So I think that does make yeah, sense. They've got they've got holes everywhere. Like they're sneaky, a terrible, terrible roster, especially the defense. So I can see them picking like their highest ranked defensive player, especially if the wide receivers are in this state by the time it gets to them. So uh, yeah, I, I can I can see them making a similar pick. Yeah, that does make sense. I mean, I'd rather they pick a rather useless player and continue being useless, but we'll see. Keep, keep Kirk Cousins at the Vikings forever. Uh, right, so it's me now, Jacksonville. Um, well, great year last year. They've, they've been hitting on rookies. They've, they've, been, they've been bringing through guys and, and doing very well. The offensive side looks pretty good. They've added some, uh, Calvin Ridley as well, so they've brought some more power into that side of things. So I think they look at defensive this time around. I think they're looking at um, safety. I think they're looking at Brian Branch. Um, I think we're, we're looking at... He, he's probably the you know, he's best safety in the draft. He can play nickel as well. Um, he's got a high IQ from what I've read, and he can be used as a hybrid. So I think he's kind of a guy that they could slot into different positions in that side. Yeah, look... He's I, a really good player. Yeah, agreed. I, I think yeah. he's... He, like you said... I think he'll slot into multiple positions. Um, again, once again, devastated that I've been sniped. Um, but he's a <laughs> uh, he's sort of like the missing piece on that Jags defense. I mm. think they could take a big leap because they've got a lot of young players, um, especially in the secondary. They've got a good few youngsters who can take another leap with a guy like Branch around. Does make sense, right? So back to you, Ross, with the, your neighbours, the Giants. I I, I don't like the board. It's it's terrible. Like. Jordan Addison, like, are we really going to take like another 173 pound receiver? Like, all they've got is small receivers. Like, they've got the smallest wide receiver room in the NFL. It's crazy. Wandale Robinson, we've got Darius Slayton's, like Sterling Shepard. They're all small interior guys. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take a small cornerback instead. I'm going to take Emmanuel Forbes, um, out of Mississippi State. So he's a he's a playmaker. He's a ball hawk. Yeah, so many picks, so many pick sixes in college as well. So I think they really need to add strength to the cornerback room. They could come round in the second round and get um, a wide receiver depth, maybe a bigger body at wide receiver. Yeah, I think that's makes sense. Oh, yeah, like you said, it, if the board drops this way, they they, they 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 want the next big wide receiver, but they haven't got it. Um, obviously, there's, there's some possible contract issues with uh, Barkley, but Bijan's gone, so you don't look at running. Yeah, so I think, yeah, you you, you then try and bolster up the the key lines and the key positions on, on the defense as well so I think it does it does make a lot of sense to add that type of player into a roster that's still progressing as well it's, it's not like they're even like two pieces away they've got some big holes to fill on the offense obviously Daniel, Daniel Jones has been re-signed so you've got that that sorted out for the next three four years you can start doing on that front I think so it does make sense to me uh Cowboys at 26 Nathan. Yeah, so I, I think I think seeing uh, Zeke leave the building and uh, and with it, I think they they could be a player to trade up for Bijan just to spice things up. Look, Tony Pollard had an incredible year last year, and I think he'll continue with that. Um, I'm assuming he signed his franchise tag. I'm not actually 100 percent sure if he has. Um, but he, yeah, look, he, he's an explosive player. He, he he Pollard's on the good side, but I'm going to take Jamal Gibbs. 
Um, I feel like they need another running back to add to that team. I think Jamal Gibbs is is a good sort of complementary to uh, uh, to Pollard. He's short, but high speed, uh, good receiver as well, relatively good. I think one of the stats here, he only dropped two of his 105 career catchable targets. Um, yeah, I, I like the explosiveness, and I think uh, Jerry will want to quickly move on from Zeke, forget about that, and and and, and try run it back and try uh, compete with the Eagles in the NFC East. So Jamar uh, Gibbs is my pick there at uh, the 126, 126. 126, okay. I think, I think yeah, I mean, I may not have gone running back for them, but I can see your argument why you know, they, they run a you know committee back anyway for last last year with Zeke. So maybe taking the you know Pollard's not taking Pollard will take the majority of the share. But um, the other thing we're looking at this is with so many free agent running backs in the market still, do they go down that route? But I can see why why you're going to take the the young guy in the draft. So um, I love Gibbs just quickly. I love Gibbs, so explosive, one of my favourite players in the entire draft. Um, so I'd be excited to see him go in the first round. I, I I don't see I don't see him going to Dallas personally, but uh, I would love to see him in the first round sneak in the back here. Yeah, I, I had him later on as well. That's why I was trying to not be so 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 high on him, but he's been stumbling there. Uh, right. So myself and the Bills at twenty seven. It's a pretty solid roster. They've got they've got some some big units, some big players on both sides. They've got some good offensive weapons. Got some different, but they, they add. A defensive tackle here. I think you're looking at uh, for me, Maisie Smith. I think we're looking at a big side that you know add into a big line, keep the players coming up. The O line looks pretty set. I think. I think Josh Allen's got that working quite well with them. The offensive side. Um, I had to think about tight ends for them a little bit as well. I don't. I think the receivers look pretty good already there. Um, maybe they could bring a receiver in at second or third round that's slightly you know less value. Uh, but I do. Yeah, I think for me, that Maisie Smith will add a, a good into a good solid unit already on defense. Yeah, big boy, physical freak again. And, and I like his name, Maisie. Yeah, Maisie Smith, man. Maisie Smith, he's yeah, he's a beast. And, and I think they'll, uh, yeah, that's a good addition. They, they definitely need help on the defensive line. Okay, so we're on to the Bengals at 28. This is like a dream board for the Bengals, I think. There's two big positions that they need to fill, a tight end and then tackle. So I'm going to pick the tackle because I think the drop-off mm. um, at offensive tackle is steeper than it is at tight end. Uh, so I'm going to pick Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. And he's a, this is actually a perfect fit because he's a right tackle. And it's been said um, that he's only a right tackle. He can't play left tackle. But the Bengals just signed Orlando Brown to play left tackle. So they've got yep. a space open at right tackle. So he slots in perfectly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I was I was thinking in my head I had sort of tight end in there as well, but I think you're right. The drop off on that's probably steeper than the tight end. So yeah, maybe you can try and pick up some guys in the second round again as well to just. But the receiving core is not bad, is it? I mean, you got Chase T here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not. It's, yeah, it's not like you're, you're lacking a talent there. So yeah, okay, I, 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 that does make a lot of sense to me. So uh, yeah, I like, I like that pick. That's good. Um, Nathan and the Saints. Yes. So um, so that, that's the perfect opposite of the snipe for me because I'm just so glad Dalton Kincaid has dropped to me there. Um, I think the Saints are crying out for a tight end. You've got um, one. I know, we, I, I know we've got Taysom, uh, Taysom Hill. Um, oh, I wasn't thinking him. He's a quarterback. But I think it's probably what we need. I think, I think just to add him as well, 
uh, Derek Carr in town, hopefully a fit Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. Um, obviously, the the other position here, as you said sort of earlier, the sneaky sort of thing is running back with Kamara's sort of uh, uh, situation. Um, look, I like Dalton Kincaid, and I think he'll suit the Saints well. The Saints have got holes defensively as well. It's quite an old squad. Maybe even linebacker here could have been an option for them. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Dalton Kincaid uh, at the 119. Okay, I think, like you said, at this point, you're, you're probably taking the best players left that, that fits your system per se, and lost the drop off afterwards. So um, yeah, I think I think the running back market. There's so many guys, free agents still out there. If you, if you're worried about Kamara not not playing for the first six games or ten games. Yeah, we just got you Swaggy can... Smith as well. Um Swaggy Williams. So um Jamal Williams can run it like an absolute hero and hopefully um he'll pick up the slack and look at yeah. Um I think I think that's where they needed to go um in that offense just to add uh, and Derek Carr historically has done pretty well with Titans. So yeah I think I think it's a good 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 landing good spot. Yeah okay good good okay uh then me isn't it with the Eagles at th- 30. I'm going to go Kalija Clancy, I think. No, I went Clancy already. Did you? I just, He's did you? Bacons. Oh, yes, 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 yes. In which case, I'm going to go for the guy I can't pronounce his name. Adetomiwa. Ad- <laughs> Can someone help me out here? Oh, Felix. Adetomiwa Adebowari. Yes, the chair. That's lovely. Thank you. Um, a good I think, uh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's better than I'm going to get. Um, for me, I think he, he, he adds on the defence. They've lost a few, as I mentioned earlier, a few defensive players. Adding Restocking that side of it, I think, works quite well. The offence seems quite well balanced out there. Um, the, the running back room has been filled up. I think he's a, he's a good, what, three-technique player, so I think he's got good uh, quick pass rush skills. Uh, I think he's, he's going to be a guy that will be quite important for that side, I think, going forwards. Yeah, he doesn't need to play straight away because they've got a stacked line already. Um, so yeah, is a a good spot for him to de- set and develop. Yeah, yeah. And if I can pronounce his name, that shirt will be huge. Let <laughs> be down his sleeves. Personally, I, know, I, I think I, I know I, I should we'll... pick someone else like Miles Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think Will McDonald's a bit of edge, but but uh, now they're here, I think not a bad pick. Okay, so last up, thirty-one, Ross. I think the Chiefs are looking at maybe offensive tackle or edge. And I'm just going to pick a player I really love. He may not go in the first round. I hope he does. But I just love watching him play. And that's BJ Ojolari out at LSU. He's a, he's a really good pass rusher. He's not got a lot of strength in the run game just yet. But he's really refined as a pass rusher. He's got a lot of different moves. And he can really get after the quarterback. So when the offense for the Chiefs has put up 40 points already and the the a lot of teams throwing the ball, he can get right after them. Sack King. It must yeah. be nice nice coming into a side that you know that's humming quite nicely and you can just go right, plug yourself in. Especially like a dominant offensive team like the the, the Chiefs where it's just going to be, you can just enjoy the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's his brother, I think that's Aziz Al-Jarari. Yeah. Um, so so look, I think it's it's good stock. I think as you say, it's 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 a position of need. Um they've obviously got Chanel, the youngster, and, and uh, the Greek freak, what's old Kolaftis as well. So look, I think that's a uh, yeah, good addition to that team and and just adds value. Well that brings us to the end then. That was good. That was that was uh, well, 
probably slightly slower than we hoped at one point, but uh, we got there in the end. Um, yeah, yeah, we well, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's still there's still some some guys that I guess that will cut other ones some wide receivers. There'll be some guys like yeah, Jordan Addison. I guess will get some get some air time um, from others. Yeah, look, um, I think I think to, to me one of the big uh, points is is we haven't really seen a guard or a centre or, or and more surprisingly a linebacker. I don't think I don't think a linebacker was taken in the first round. Look, obviously they it's it's a very strong edge class, so that that's going to be the focus. And you've obviously got good corners and, and offensive players, but yeah, you've got guys like Jack Campbell um, who has, hasn't been taken, and 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 uh, and a few others. Drew Sanders is also quality. Trent Simpson. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see when they go. Mm. I'm sure there'll be plenty of plenty of uh, trade conversations going on in the next 48 hours as well. So uh, we look forward to that. And I guess we can reconvene, we can reconvene once we've uh, the draft's been completed. We can work well. We can tell us how close or how far away we were from this, and maybe look at the fantasy impacts as well going forward. So um, thanks, guys, for joining tonight. I know it's a busy time for you, Nathan, getting your washing done after your three month holiday. Um, so uh, we'll uh, we'll see you guys all soon. Thank you very much for joining us. Cheers, Mike. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Roscoe. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.